Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73. We are at PCA's national headquarters around the table. I've got Manny Alban, Damon Lowney, and at the controls, we have Robert Forsyth. And we are recording this in between some major travels, and uh, we're probably not working on too much sleep, right, Manny? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> Twelve hours ago, we were uh, being squished in a southwest coach seat uh, coming back from California. Yeah, but we've uh, we've been very uh, efficient and productive the past couple of days. Um, we'll we'll catch up on a little bit of what we did yesterday. Yeah, it's really tough to stay up until midnight, one a.m. watching your favorite show. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> so, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was uh, pretty good, actually. Um, got the mowed the lawn, did a bunch of housework. Uh, watched, uh, I don't know if any anime fans out there, I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and now it's on Hulu. Oh my gosh. So it's, um, yeah, a lot, lot of Dragon Ball Z. A lot Z. of Dragon Ball Z. That goes back. Yep, it does go back. So um, are you enjoying your, your new to you ride? Yeah, I am. I've already ordered Coney Yellows, iBox Sports, um, full, sus- all the suspension hardware to put together with brand new parts, you know, the strut, uh huh, and, um, uh, the strut spring combo. Uh, I bought four Mazda Speed three wheels, which Robert can uh, pull up a, a picture of one of those wheels. The um, uh, my cat likes the wheel apparently. <laughs> Jumped right on as soon as I uh, um, got him out of the the box. And Did you find that like on uh, Facebook? Uh, no, actually, or the the easy way. So if you want four brand new wheels, and this probably isn't just Mazda wheels. Um, but if you want four brand new looking wheels, you're going to be paying a lot of money if they're OEM. Uh-huh. Or you can go get one that's a little bit curb rashed, buy four of them for much less, and then my local alloy wheel repair specialist get them shop, yeah, six hundred maybe because there's curb rash on all of them. You know, maybe eight hundred bucks or something, and oh. come in around what fifteen hundred bucks or so. Oh, okay. So, for a brand so, new set of OE wheels. So your your car will have sort of like the stance and the look of a It'll Mazda have the Speed. And look of a Mazda Speed, though mm-hmm. they didn't make a Mazda Speed for this generation. So oh. it'll be kind of a fun little car. But that's me. Oh. That's what I've done. Well, I know Manny and I, we were like in the uh, cars and coffee scene all weekend, going from show to show to show. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to be at the beach. You got out of that. Yeah, you got, got out of that because I was surprised to see you at the Cars and Coffee. I'm like, wait a minute. He, I thought he promised his family he was going to spend time at the beach, which uh, I know you absolutely love. was made and I showed up. <laughs> and we got word that there was uh, some water that came into the basement, which really wasn't bad at all. At least our mother-in-law told us it was a lot worse than we thought <laughs> than it was. And uh, At your house? Yeah, we had a little mm-hmm. bit of water that came we in. We had but, some serious storms. Like Lately, yeah. it's been like, and it's been all over the country, I'm sure, like, it's not just a just a, a sprinkle. It's like when it storms, it's yeah. like a downpour and just buckets and buckets. And for those that uh, have basements like we do, yeah, guess you know, whose basement is dry now? Your basement's good now, right? Basement's After, dry. Good. And some of the water was the AC. I hadn't serviced it in what ten oh. years since I've lived there. Yeah, it looked bad. Uh, wow, ten fortunately, years. It, fortunately, they could just clean it out and it was all good. But I had no clue that AC needed every, servicing like that once, every yeah, year, once, once a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Usually we need Learned to turn it on. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, as soon as it floods or starts leaking, you learn to do it every year. Yeah. Well, now that I fixed my basement, then I'm, where's all the water coming from? 
and it was the AC. It was the I AC. I just didn't know uh, exactly where to look. Uh, so. so instead of uh, laying on the beach and taking in some sun rays, which you were supposed to do, <laughs> you actually came home and you hit yeah, all, you, my, you hit all the sh- shows you regular would, your, Valley, your regular routine. Coffee and uh, where there, there was two very cool cars. Uh, there was a lot of Porsches as always. Uh, but there was a guy who showed up with the 69 912 and I think champagne yellow. Ooh. Uh, that's with beautiful. the sunroof, which is really rare for a 912. Beautiful condition. Just, uh, absolutely stunning. Um, any idea where he found it or how long I he had it? I thought he said bring a trailer maybe. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see 912s get, you know. And then there was, uh, I think that's a 59, uh, Ooh, 56A. 56, yeah. A lot of patina. It was mm-hmm. very, uh, you almost don't want to wash it. It has so much cool patina on it. In the interior, I said, if Yankee Candle could make that smell, yeah, <laughs> they would just be gangbusters. It was a mixture of uh, oil, fuel, yeah. leather, and leather. Yeah, <laughs> old leather. Yeah, and thrown in with a little bit of mildew. And does it does yeah. it smell similar to like VW Bugs? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean the yeah. German cars have that certain smell that uh, yeah that so uh, brings brings memories flooding back. Very cool looking yeah, car. It was very um. So, I'd also got a lot of looks. It's got a little bit of rust at the bottom, which adds to the patina look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they they all have a little bit of rust, right? Oh, at least the ones that haven't been fully restored yet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that 912, that was very cool to see. That thing looked like it was a um, a perfect example. And I just remember, remember back in the day, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, 912s were not really in favor. And you could have gotten one mm-hmm. for a sweet deal, but now... Well, who'd come, come a, into their own. Who'd want a 911 with a, a VW engine in well, it? Well, that, that's what they used to say, right? They used to say, uh, like, and all complaints. <laughs> all complaints to Damon Lowney. Damon Lowney. <laughs> but um, Bob Goodyear loves driving his, right? He has a 912. He has a 912V. Oh, he has a 912E. Yeah, so that has the 914 engine. Okay. That was a one-year U.S.-only car. Yeah. These were worldwide, and that's when they realized that uh, Porsche priced the 911 uh, much further out than the 56 and they didn't have that gap car people are complaining that it became too expensive mm. so they came into four-cylinder version which um actually you know supposedly handles better it's hard to tell the difference less just, weight just less mm-hmm. weight and uh and most of the engines move further because you, if you look inside of a 912 engine bay uh it's, you can literally see the missing two cylinders because mm-hmm. it's not filling up the whole bay uh, but yeah they were um a day Pretty much a 911 without the engine. Same uh, interior, same gauges, and it's all the same. So Saturday was a beautiful day here in Maryland. I know Hunt Valley, um, Will's show was completely full as usual. Uh, I was uh, at Mikey ML's, and we were also a full lot, 500-plus cars. Um, a lot of cool cars there, but, uh, you know, the, the best thing was Sunday. Sunday was something new. We, uh, we have a... A group that puts together pop-up events and uh, sort of evening car shows. And it's a sunset, I think it was what, Sunset Cars and Coffee. And it was at this place called Braglio Farms, which is not too far from here. Maybe like 10 miles, actually, from the office or so. But it feels as though you're in the middle of a field and nowhere. Beautiful wildflowers. And they have um, a farm with, uh, you know, various you know, ice cream and sandwiches and stuff like that. But it was a cool vibe. It was a much younger generation when it, uh, is starts at 4 p.m. and ends, uh, ends at seven. I've had, you know, nineties hip hop playing, 
And uh, it wasn't it wasn't very big. It was about younger when, generation get their playing stuff from the older generation. I know, uh, but younger people love '90s hip hop, which you know I can't I can't. I wasn't uh, really impressed with this. I was expecting it was uh, it was a parking lot with uh, it didn't have like I guess in like Hunt Valley and Mikey's you don't have regular cars that are parking with uh, oh you mean like it, like all together yeah. with the show cars yeah, they, oh yeah uh, I didn't I didn't notice that they, yeah. They, um, they should have uh, had a separate parking area for people to come to watch, and then the oh, show cars. Oh, I see, I see. It I see. was just uh, so. In, for those of you that aren't watching um, on YouTube, the the photo that's showing right now is a beautiful uh, paper plated uh, GT3 RS, which I had the opportunity to drive and bring to the show. It's white with the red script and the red wheels and. I gotta tell you, I spent about fifty miles in it, just taking it from my friends, uh, friends over to the show, and what an amazing car! Like this, I haven't driven. Didn't a car. you show it to every family member you know? I know, I did. <laughs> I yeah, did. Because the Asian community <laughs> in Colombia got to see it. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna take it over to my uncle's because he really loves cars. And then my, when I went over to my uncle and aunt's house, like uh, they were having a family lunch, and so everybody came out. But um, the car is. This is. I haven't driven a car recently where I said, you know what? I would consider selling everything to maybe buy partially of an amount of this car because it was that good. And um, I found it very reasonable on the street. Like it wasn't like a hard, rough ride. I mean, it was, yeah. you could tell it was a sporty car. Yeah. You could, it was, it was a little noisy because it didn't have the insulation, but it's, it, I would say it's almost livable, not as a daily yeah. driver, but. You could sell a lot of cars and just have one yeah. supercar. That's it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, what the uh, the automotive press at large, you know, says about certain cars. Yeah, they say it's too much for the street, and yeah, I, I it, didn't feel. And we all have our biases and preferences. Yeah. Um, and I haven't driven a GT3 RS, or at least a, a brand new one, but I've I've driven a 718 GT4 RS, and everybody says, oh, it's too hardcore for the street. The ride is just. Brutal. Well, the ride in a GT4 RS is actually really nice in yeah. normal mode. It's exactly. So I don't really know where these it's the noise. I think they pair it. I really don't think they've driven the car, and I think they pair it what they've read in other reviews. No. I yeah. think they've yeah. driven the car, yeah. but I, I read the 959 stuff, and I'm like, there, there's no way whoever wrote this drove this car. There's no, no, way. no. He, here's the thing: they've driven the car. Can they write well about it, uh, mm. or, or do they make their true own opinions? Or, like, yeah. as Manny said, are they influenced by? Well, other I things? read that uh, 959 has no lag. I'm thinking you've never driven. Oh one. my gosh! Yeah, yeah we yeah, definitely. Can, we you've never. <laughs> you've never driven one. a 959. Yeah. Um, but the GT3 RS, I found that it was. Uh, of course, it had very few miles on it, so I didn't like you know bury the throttle. But driving it, it tracked very well, like a as a streetcar should. The bumps, you know, they were firm but not uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it was loud but not, you know, terribly loud. You could still have a conversation mm-hmm. with a passenger. What I really, this sounds really crazy, but I enjoyed the fact that when you know you're driving a car like that, you kind of stand out and you're worried about it masks the speed a lot, right? Like if you're going, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour, like you don't even recognize it. So like I'm, I'm constantly like. Doing the 360, uh, you know, surveying what's going on around me. And so what's nice with the, the, the new GT3 RS is how high that wing is in the back. Mm-hmm. So when you look in the rear window, it is nothing's obstructed. Like you see everything. And I didn't, I don't know. It's just a kind of a weird thing for me to, yeah. you're driving a, a, a cool car like that. And that's what really stands out is, you know, the, the view. 
everywhere yeah. in the car was, you know, you, you didn't have to worry about what's behind you. You, you can see everything. You don't miss the rear view until you've driven a, a GT3 RS, like an older one. Right, and then and you don't have you, it. You look back not expecting, like, wait, Where? it takes a split second for you to realize, oh, the wing's there. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, and it's a, it was a beautiful car. It was definitely a uh, attention grabber at the show, and um, the color combination is a, it's a very cool car. So for those of you that have a GT3RS, kudos to you, and I hope you put some miles on it. Uh, so how loud is it on the inside? Because the one thing that would make me say a GT4RS isn't like a road trip car or so a daily in, driver in, is the engine noise. Interestingly enough, the, um, my friend that has this car, he also has a GT4RS mm-hmm. and he was, uh, he was saying that 30 minutes in his GT4, GT4RS mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I'm kind of done. Oh yeah. And, and, totally believe and I haven't read this, but he said that there's actually been some folks on forums saying that didn't realize it was going to be that loud. Yeah. And they're going, <laughs> uh, maybe this is not a, you know, a street car. Yeah. The, the GT3 RS that was, that was not annoyingly loud not at like all. That. No, yeah. not at all. Not yep. at all. I mean, in fact, it's like, you know, you want to bury the throttle and blip the throttle every now and again to hear it because it, it sounded so sweet. But yeah, yeah not, not, not annoyingly loud. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be a good compare up. Well, so that's that's the thing is after he said that, I thought of you, and I know you you did a drive recently mm-hmm. too, but I'm going to probably take out the GT4 RS and mm-hmm. try to experience, is it really that loud? And is it... You, you know, I think I need to take that one because I'm the one who's driven... <laughs> I've driven the other one, so you can get a, you can get a neutral opinion. A neutral opinion. <laughs> You've already made your decision. I haven't. There, so <laughs> when I come back, when I come back, we'll, yeah. we have... Um, you know, we can certainly take the GT3 RS out again. We have the GT, uh, GT4 RS, but he also has, um, I remember a few months ago, he was asking me about, um, what color should I consider for my next 911? I was like, what are you getting? He's like, Oh, I'm getting a turbo S. I'm like, Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had recently, uh, when I was in Germany, um, with the Porsche family, I saw one in Smyr- Smyrna green, mm-hmm. Smyrna green, I think is how you pronounce it. That color is gorgeous. There was and one I, at Parade, too. At Parade yeah, yeah, yeah. Pocono, remember? At Parade Pocono. Because I couldn't see it. I could just see gray. Oh, you can't and see that And it had color. a matching 356 that was parked yeah. next to it that was Smyrna, and I thought it was Smyrna gray. So he, not green. So as I was picking this car, I looked, I'm like, you got it. He's like, yeah, you told me that was a cool color. So he got Smyrna green, and he did the uh, sport classic, uh, like, houndstooth interior mm-hmm. with tan. It's, it's a gorgeous car. Mm-hmm. So What's that called? A heritage interior? I think, yes, I think it's it. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, so that's, um, that's, that's a couple cars we're going to do. And, um, the other thing, what's more rare, a turbo S or a turbo? Probably a turbo at this point. I've seen more turbo S. You've seen more turbo S's? I don't think I've seen many turbos. Well, who wants a 500 and what 50 horsepower turbo when you can get a 600 and what is it? 20 Uh, horsepower. I'll I'll, I'll take either, sir. (laughs) I will take either. Yeah. So speaking of buying cars, I have a task uh, that's been handed down to me from my mom. She is finally looking to getting into the uh, the Porsche world. She's been a long time BMW and uh, Mercedes fan. She's currently driving a GLC 300, and she wants to go into a Macan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I think my recommendation to her, because she's more about comfort than maybe necessarily about sporting, I think a base model uh, Macan with some nice uh, options, interior options, and maybe a, a cool color is the way to go. Is that what you guys would recommend, or do you think? What she kind is? of horsepower is she driving now? Uh, it's a GLC 300, so I've I've driven it. It's I, I would say, and I've driven a base Macan. I would say they're very comparable. Like I, I would yeah. get something slower because yeah. then her. 
impressions are going to be it's a slower car. It's not as good as her BMW. So if you Say have that to, again? I wouldn't get a slower car. Oh, don't get Just, a slower car. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it's um, yeah, the GLC. I'll I'll look it up. That's a good point. I'll look it up, but um, I don't think the GLC. I mean, the base Macan's a great car, but if you're coming from a higher horsepower SUV, you feel like it's slower, and you're going to the base Macan, you may right. think it's uh, that's like that's like if you drive a Macan S and you uh, and you mm-hmm. drive a Macan, then you recognize how much slower the sure. the regular Macan is. I yep. was thinking maybe even the Macan T. I think that's a good buy. Well, it's still well, a base engine. Yeah, yeah, but I think doesn't the Macan T come with a bunch of like kind of thrown in there package deal? Yeah, and a I mean performance cool mods. Um, it's probably got stiffer springs. Pasm with so, it. Oh, so maybe that's not. So I'd probably drive it first. Yeah, I need um, to just to be sure. Maybe I need to call a uh, you know, base Macan with an interior package of some sort. You know, with leather or the technology yeah, yeah. stuff. What's her price range? Um, she's retiring, so it doesn't really matter. Are you <laughs> banking on? Like uh inheritance money? <laughs> you know, I just want her to have you know, she's she's always said she's wanted one, but you know, there's you just some want her to have fun as long as she doesn't spend too much. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I mean I just want her to get a car that she's yeah. going to like yeah. and and she'd like it. You know, like we would love like a GTS or something mm-hmm. like that, right? But I feel as though my mom would probably stress out having huge wheels with no sidewall tires and stuff yeah. like that and, and a rougher ride. With no like she, yeah, so so what does she have now as far as wheels? What size? Uh, again, I don't know. It's a GLC 300, which I would is look normal. To make it somewhat comparable because, yeah. yeah, yeah, if she's used to, if she's a curb hitter and she's used to having She doesn't hit 17s. curbs. Yeah, she knows she's actually a very good driver. She left foot brakes, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know why, but she always she left foot brakes. She learned that way, I'm sure. She learned that way, and so yeah. she left foot brakes. Um, but, yeah, she doesn't hit curbs or anything like that. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, she just finally. Base Macon premium package. Yeah, something like that. Not even like a crazy color. Just K- Casey boom. at Porsche Silver Spring, if you're listening, I'm going to be calling you soon. Give your recommendations. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I'll probably have to reach out to the local region, um, out, local region out in Orange County, see if they have a preferred dealer out there. And, and then the question is, does she lease or does she, does she buy? Cause mm. she, in the past, she's done a lot of leasing of cars and then she buys them out at the, uh, end of the term of the lease. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about our little uh, trip to California. We got on a plane Monday morning, did some appointments, and then came back last night. So, twenty-four hours in Southern California. Yep, we went to. Uh, we did a lot. Went to go see. Uh, I guess total four places for Unstock, possible Unstock, and we even had dinner at Elko's house. That was that was the highlight of the trip. Um, so, uh, yes, we, you know, what we try to do with Unstock is not only have the show that highlights modified Porsches, but also gives the attendees a unique experience as to where the show is being held and maybe getting some insight into, um, the, the company that we're having it hosted at or some sort of building or some, you know, we had it at, uh, with our friends at Gunther Works for the first show. We had it at West Coast Customs last year. And so we are looking at a number of places and, you know, what's great is I think we have three really great options for us mm-hmm. into the future. It's just maybe a question of what order in which we will, we will, um, we will choose. The first one I want to thank, um, the folks from the Haggerty Garage and, and social, uh, Dan, David from the Van Nuys location and Steve and Nico from the Culver City. So we did it. We landed at LAX. Culver City was the closest and, uh, this was the newest. 
Haggerty Garage and Social location. And boy, what a beautiful. So this, uh, the one Robert you have there, that is actually the, uh, Col- Col- uh, Van Nuys. Let's go to Culver City. I think I sent Culver City or maybe I didn't. So for those who are wondering what's Haggerty Garage and Social, it's basically like a clubhouse slash car storage yep, location. That's exactly what it is. And you, um, and these are popping up or have popped up all over the country. And so it's not just a place to store your car, but it's also a place if you want to come out, if you want to watch uh, a lot of places have like uh, watch parties for Formula One or Le Mans or any of the sports car races. And, you know, they try to have an event. So they want to, you to feel like it's a, come, a place to come hang out uh, as opposed to just a garage where you pick up your car. It's and like your community clubhouse, only just not in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Something I like mean, <laughs> you, obviously, uh, space is a premium in cities like Los Angeles and people that have multiple cars need to keep it in a safe, secure place, but also, um, you know, be a part of uh, an area where they can hang out and have fun activities. The, the whole time I was visiting, you know, when we were visiting both of those properties, I was thinking, man, this is like every car person's dream to have some sort of garage tied in with a cool hangout place. And you you could feel it. You could feel that, you know, when they develop this, um, especially the one in um, Van Nuys, because that's tied together with Rod Emery and Patrick Long. And so in their clubhouse there, there was a lot of memorabilia hmm. from Rod's family, from uh, Patrick's career. And it was way cool. And they, they also have some of their own cars at the, uh, the Van Nuys. Uh, it's a car enthusiast daycare place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, absolutely, yeah, and it would it'd be a place that you would want your 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 kids when you're <laughs> maybe yeah. re- retired to send you and I'd have you hang out there for the, for out the day. Out of those two areas, Culver City's pretty sweet. I've been there, but it's not really. I think Van Nuys, just based on location, that is a more car enthusiast area. It's a little bit easier to access and get to for the people so, north. So Culver City is a little bit more inland mm-hmm. and actually the city itself is very cool. Like I've never yeah, driven Culver through city there, is good. but it's, it's um, pretty dense, right? Yes. So, so getting through there would be, you know, for someone that's just storing their car and going there to have fun, it's not a problem, but a yeah. big event there would be, tough. would be, would be, yeah. would be tough. But tough they hard. had some pretty serious hardware. They had, oh my oh, gosh, yeah. we walked through yeah. the door and I think they were staging a number of cars for the broad aero group that, uh, they're getting auction, ready for Monterey, Monterey auction. Yeah. But the cars, I mean, what did we see? We saw a Ferrari GTO, 288 GTO, 300 SL, yeah, a ton of, uh, Bugattis, G- uh, the yeah. original Bugattis, not the Veyron's. Um, Mercedes uh, from the 30s. Four GTs. There was the DB5 SM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, very impressive. <laughs> that is. There were Porsches there too, but we see them all the time. We were, Our jaws were dropping for all these other cars that were there. Um, so Culver City probably won't, wouldn't be uh, an opportunity for Unstock just because our event is too large for that. But uh, Van Nuys certainly yeah. is a location. Like you said, it's very convenient off the, the freeway, but then it's also in an industrial area, which yeah. as you know, our event is on a Sunday, which means it's usually going to be yeah. empty there, which is perfect for us. Yeah. And Len- I know Leno's Garage is in the Valley, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. There's so many car companies and film production companies. And- oh, and this was cool the uh, former Oh yeah, location for storage for let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Oh wow! Remember that? I don't even. Do you know that show? I've heard the show, yeah, yeah. but I I don't remember. Monty what Hall was like. the. Uh, Hall's we had to look it up. I couldn't it. remember. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they were telling us that it was uh, the place where uh, <clears throat> where they stored all the stuff, props and stuff for let's yeah. make a deal, and that they still get mail addressed yeah. from to, fans. Uh, let's make a deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Somehow we're gonna have to, you know, if we have Unstock there, we're gonna have to weave in some of that. Let's make yeah, a deal the, theme to it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that or just the Hollywood stuff in general out there. Yeah, and as we were driving through, we we saw people with picket signs, and this was this, and, uh, this was a Culver City, right? Yeah, Culver City. We're like, what are they picketing? And it was uh, Sony Sony Entertainment. Sony we, um, Pictures. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Get the full experience. Pay pay the, the picketers to picket around. <laughs> <laughs> I, so as I noticed, I noticed like they actually have picket signs there for you to like use. Like they oh, they, nice. they they provide it. <laughs> so uh, and then from there we we moved on to Corona, uh, California, uh, to visit our friend Christian at Ibach. And uh, mm-hmm. that is their production facility, primarily for uh, North America and, and South America. Um, and the facility there is huge. Certainly a venue that would be able to host Unstock and the facility um, could even accept cars uh, parked inside. And I think it would be really, what do you really say, 40 cool. or 50 cars, 40 or 50 cars inside. inside. Manny's just looking all, at all this, the warehousing and he's just in awe of uh, it was a very impressive uh, facility. And it made me feel good that how much manufacturing yeah, I thought they were just a distributor. I didn't realize they yeah. manufactured the springs looks like, there. Looks like a fairly new facility, and newish. Um, yeah. it's not. It's no. not. It's not no. that new. It's just it's super clean and yeah. growing up um, in so- Southern California and you know going to college in Orange County, C- Corona had a reputation. Oh, uh, and last time I drove through it, which was gosh, it must have been last year when I was in uh, Los Angeles during um November. Totally different. Oh like no, suburbs, this, nice yeah, houses. No, this is this oh. area was nice. This is also in an industrial park, which would be very quiet on a Sunday. Yeah, but their facility is it's. I mean, for a manufacturing facility, it's beautiful, and um, it was still they were making things. They were they were making springs, uh, and nice. we got to see all that. So maybe my springs are being. Made right now. <laughs> so if if you're into <laughs> if you're into seeing how things are done at a factory, this one's going to be. Um, yeah, again, one of those special moments at Unstock to see they make springs there, they make sway bars there. Yeah, they told us that they would uh, have demonstrations of how oh, they yeah. make springs. Yeah. And well, they, so they, far, they, my vote's going to Iba. <laughs> we, were, they, they, we were very yeah. impressed. It yeah. was uh, um, everything from R and D uh, to the mm-hmm. manufacturing to the packaging, distribution. Everything yeah. was done in this uh, very, very large warehouse. Yeah, and plenty of parking as well. And the great thing, as, as I said earlier. Of the four, the uh, Carson Carson City, Culver City mm-hmm. was too small, but all three of them are potentially yeah. at some point going yeah, to. Yeah, because the, the parking lot to Haggerty you could do an autocross. Yeah, they, they had, had no a, light yeah. poles. Yeah, it was just and their building nice was flat. painted a flat black, which I think if you had a very colorful car, yeah, things would really pop. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we did we did the tour there. And then we ventured on to San Diego because uh, HRE is in San Diego. And as Manny said, we had a, a wonderful dinner uh, with Ilko and his family. Had some Bulgarian food, and man, nice. it was. Is it HRE was, one of the places as well? Yeah, so, I've, been to, I've been to a car show there back in gosh, two thousand nine or ten or something. So, so um, yesterday morning we rolled up at HRE again, a beautiful building. Um, a huge warehouse facility and they have grown since you, you probably oh, were there. Sure, yeah. 
And they, they host a annual open house, which is much larger. That's the one than, I went to. That okay. was, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Much larger than Unstock. So they are certainly capable, um, of, of hosting, uh, an Unstock sized. They're event. all machines. Yeah. They make the wheels. That's, uh, and, and yeah, it's all the different designs. Just, just think about all the different fitments. You, you have a number of wheels and then those wheels have to fit a number of cars. And then you're, you, a certain line is made to order. A certain line is made, um, you know, for, for inventory. Very impressive. And, and how do you stay fresh on designs? And we went into the showroom and there were, you could tell obviously people that are working at, at a place as HRE are enthusiasts, but you can really see it in their design work. Cause there was a lot of rims that when I looked at it, I, I immediately knew where the inspiration was coming from and they confirmed it. They're like, yeah, that was a E36 M3, you know, uh, motivation, or if yeah. that was a turbo twist motivation. If you're watching right now, I'm going to guess that the, uh, that one HRE, HRE wheel closest to the camera was probably Lamborghini inspired. Uh, probably. Yep. And then probably. there's, there's the one with all the different angles in there. Yeah. That was a carbon, uh, barrel, but that was a 3D printed, the one on the left. Oh, the, wow. That's a that's 3D printed. Amazing. Look at the detail. Some um, of the wheels took a whole day to make. Yeah. It's, uh, and so one thing they work on is, uh, is reducing manufacturing time because obviously that's more profit. Uh, yeah. but yeah, that's how complex some of these wheels are is that, uh, so you have every, all the materials from aluminum to carbon, um, one piece, two piece. And an interesting, t- uh, tidbit we found is, uh, three piece wheels really aren't advantageous anymore. Like back in the day, you know, you heard yeah, about you three piece think. wheels, but now it's like if you, if you, if you, kill a barrel you know then a two-piece wheel is just fine and there's you know mm. you don't so really wait what's the difference between the two and the three it's the the, the, the face front, the front face and the back of the wheel are the two back separate barrel pieces. and then the front barrel yeah that's two separate pieces okay, yeah and they were usually not for the street because they would leak yeah and race they were used for racing and they were taken apart and rebuilt so many times that leakage was never a problem but for street yeah. use they were almost yeah. frowned upon because of the fact that yeah, in two piece you don't have that problem because it. it's a it's a full barrel, yeah. right? And it's the the second piece is actually just a face, and the face attaches to the barrel, but where the face attaches, mm-hmm. it's not where the air is going to leak out. Yeah, and on top of that, what I noticed uh, on my my golf actually, which had uh, camber plates, is that um, when you're going to run over a pothole with a car that's lowered and has a little more negative camber, it's usually mm-hmm. the inside, inside yeah. that gets bent anyway. Yeah. So, and uh, you know they're designing wheels are. You know, a lot of OEM wheels are large nowadays, but some of those wheels that we saw for like Bentleys and they're doing, you know, all, all sorts of crazy large sizes, but it was good to know they still make wheels as small as 17 inch. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. My and it, has 16. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. So for an aftermarket company to still make uh reasonably smaller size wheels for cars that are older like a nsx i think they used as an example mm-hmm. but yeah we still make 17s custom ones yeah it's definitely enthusiasts yeah they're an ibach you can tell especially in the parking lot yeah by what people are driving that they mm-hmm. were uh all of them are, are most of them are yeah. enthusiasts so that was uh yeah that's pretty cool ibach but i thought was cool was that they actually get people's cars and let's say they want to do something for um, the 964. Mm-hmm. So you bring them their car. You bring them your car, and you can. It'll be sometimes it's just a set of springs. Yeah. Sometimes it's a full system development, and stuff. You, you get all the um, installation and the system itself um, as they're trying it out, testing it on your car. 
I yeah. know somebody who had that done on a Toyota uh, years ago. Yeah, because I've always wondered, like, how does a manufacturer yeah. get the, you know, the data to they make know somebody who who knows somebody and they say, hey, ask your friend if they want to. Yeah, if they want to bring their car down. Of, uh, right. The development they, program. It wouldn't. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be reasonable to for a manufacturer to buy every car that comes out, right? So yep. you just invite someone that has the car that you want to make stuff for. Yep. Um, you know, funny enough, Pirelli actually, um, and I'm going to say at this point because I didn't know what the tire was, but now that they've been announced, the uh, Trofeo RS, um, my uncle was actually, I was approached because through Melanie actually saying that Pirelli needed to develop a tire mm-hmm. and... Um, so I talked to my uncle and we had a conversation and in the end, it was a lot of track work with a pro driver. He was a little bit like, yeah, my GT3 R. My- Melanie said, do you know anyone who has yeah. a RS, a 911 uh-huh. who will want to test out tires in California? Yeah. And uh-huh. I go, what part? And he said, like San Diego. And that's yeah. when I thought of Keith. Uh, yeah. And I he said, yes, perfect, but contact that, Damon. But he, he was just like, oh man, that car just doesn't go on track. Oh, so, it doesn't. Um, okay. They found somebody, but yeah, that's how it works. They, yeah. they find somebody who knows somebody. It makes they sense. Have a friend and. Yeah, even when we were uh, at KW in the recent KW video, you know, mm-hmm. they're customer cars. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of times they have very close customer cars, customers that when they buy a new car, they're just like automatically, they want a custom yeah. suspension. So they Here reach out yeah, and say, hey, can you can keep my car for a couple of weeks and do yeah. some R&D on at it? At they showed us the testing machines and they had one running, mm-hmm. like simulating, uh, I don't know how many thousands of miles, but you could see the whole travel of the shock and it's constantly, they're monitoring and taking tests of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and HRE how he did the finishes on the wheels. Yeah. It was basically a box of rocks yeah. on a uh, vibrating machine that just shaking them and it's degrading the finish on it. It was, uh, very, and how they, um, age mm-hmm. the, um, uh, the springs. Yeah. They put the springs in basically salt water to try to age them. And then they're looking to see, they, they put like a cut in it yep. to mm-hmm. see how it, re- uh, you know, reacts to the, uh, a piece of paint chipped off. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of testing goes into it. So what I learned from Ivok was not all springs are the same. I was just going to say that not only is not all springs are the same, but materials being sourced is not all the same. Yes. And it was and a little could, bit sad yeah. that they get their steel from Korea, not because it's cheaper. It's because, uh, in the U.S., they don't make that type of uh, spec or quality that they're looking mm-hmm. for for steel. And, you know, the U.S. used to be where steel was we, king. Right. And, uh, yeah, they have to go to – I'm sure if they could get it from the U.S., it would be a lot cheaper to just get it from the and U.S. And they would. The they would if it was available, but it's not even available. Yeah, he for said the most of them get it from Korea. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that and the fact that uh, H&R – and the Ibach are actually oh the family uh, it's almost are they the same company H and R was it no 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 so so they so, worked for him they he worked for mm-hmm. Ibach so this is almost kind of like Trader Joe's and what Aldi or whatever where oh, it's yeah. like they weren't siblings but one of the workers from uh, Ibach split off and said I can do my own and I believe they 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 still like live like, like within twenty the, minutes or fifteen minutes, minutes from yeah, each other in the same town yeah wow yeah, yeah. but. So, what did they joke about the, um, you know, like these eBay springs you can buy and they're made in China really cheap. Yeah. And, uh, they call it the never ending lowering spring. Well, he says every, every spring out of eBay is a lowering spring eventually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right. it gets lower, and lower, lower, and lower, and lower. And lower. Uh, Here's a question just uh, for comments. iBox or H&R's now? Comment now. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So comment below. I've, I've I've owned both, so I I, I definitely could. I've comment. never had an Eibach set of springs. You, I've, I've liked my H and R's, although I've heard you know opinions about each. Yeah, uh, there seems to be some biases or and, and it's almost like characteristics that are different. Yeah, yeah. There's certain characteristics that you're, you're looking for, and some might be more aggressive. If you're looking for, I can tell you, like the Eibach, um, the Pro Kits, mm -hmm. they lower cars, and with their progressive rate, you know, they ride like yeah. a you know almost factory, but you have that lowered look. That's what I'll be getting for the Mazda. You, yeah, you mm -hmm. won't be disappointed. Um, H and R's, you know, people want more of a sportier spring or want more of a aggressive low look. You know, you can go crazy with H and R's. I have H and R's yeah. on. They did. They did uh, a lot. Uh, Ibach was doing a lot of OEM manufacturing, like yeah. uh, Raptor Springs. Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, another thing we learned. So Ibach and H and R, you know, there's only so many suppliers and so many companies that make things. And if you're looking for small batch or even OEM quality, they uh, both Ibach. And H&R private label to many, yeah. many other companies. H&R made the, I believe it was H&R. Oh, man, if I'm wrong, somebody's going to totally light me up here. But um, H&R, I believe, made the coilovers that are stock on the 996 GT3. The adjustable uh, coilovers. I know he said that iBox supplies Porsche as an OEM. Well, yeah. it changes over time. It changes, yeah. So, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure I remember looking underneath um, at. Um, I, I think it, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference between H and R and iBox. Yeah, because they're same quality. I think you know, could tell you the difference would be uh, Mike Levitus. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. constantly changing yeah. the springs on the cup cars. Right. It yeah. would be interesting to see if he could tell the difference. Oh, he could tell. I, I know you can tell the difference in rates. Yeah. But if you compare two 800 pound springs, can you oh, really yeah, yeah. tell the difference mm. of an H&R and a, yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're probably similar in quality or tell how it's mm -hmm. made. Yeah, Man, that was pretty eye-opening. How was uh, it pretty cool to see that five thousand pound coil of steel? Oh, I like the story you told <laughs> us where somebody tried to steal. Steal the steel, and it's in this in this. Uh, <laughs> and you can imagine like a hose reel, um, and it's banded, and they broke the bands. Six foot diameter <laughs> hose reel with heavy, you know, it's, it's, it's you, coil when spring. It, when it comes wow. through, it's uh, he goes. He's lucky the guy didn't get killed when he uh, was trying yeah, to because he wow. tried to steal it. Yeah. <sighs> And it extends. How far did it extend? He <laughs> yeah. said it was like, it was like it almost. It just went boing. And yeah, like, boing. Oh, and my God. That, so that you know how when scary. they say when you take a coil spring out of the car, you should like. It has to be compressed. Has safely. to be compressed safely. Yeah. Just imagine that, but a six-foot diameter coil <laughs> I of fit, raw steel. I fit inside this coil. Yeah. I think we have wow. a picture. I think I sent a, a picture of it. It's a big, big. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was very. um very impressive to see how the uh, yeah. how the raw materials, they, they bring it in and they start uh Developing and making these uh, these springs, everything from you know little uh, what's it UTVs? Uh, yeah, they, so they make uh, lifter springs for engines, mm -hmm. and they make uh, this. You so when you ride a ski lift, you know how the there's a spring which the uh, ski lift kind of bounces on off the oh, cable. Yeah, I know what you're they make about. the springs for that. They make springs for um, like uh, cruise ship engines or heavy duty commercial. Man, yeah, the valve nice. springs for that yeah. one engine that was like. Five stories tall. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of everything. Anyways, um, so we we will, I can guarantee you that we are going to have a cool space for Unstock. We'll let you know exactly uh, which property that is here shortly. Um, man, you know what? I was also surprised when we uh, came out of LAX. It was like a hundred degrees, heat dome or something going on in yeah. LA. I sent a picture of the car. Tent outside tent was 103. I sent it to my yeah. wife to 
So it's pretty pretty hot here. Yeah, and then of course you go to San Diego, seventy five degrees. Yeah, always, <laughs> always seventy five degrees. All right, so let's see um, upcoming videos. Actually, let's talk about the the, the recent Tech Tactics Live. Uh, Rod Kraft uh, invited us over to his garage. Uh, he's a re- um, a representative of Grio's garage, and he has an awesome setup. Yeah, it was a five bay uh, garage Maha. Yeah, rods into uh, he had a beautiful Roadrunner street rod um, that he owned alone in, in in high school. Yeah, well, he found he sold it and then found it again. Yeah, and uh, you know he um he talked about in general with the different uh, products you can get that doesn't necessarily have to be Grios, but what they do and and uh, what's know, available essential for different tools and things scenarios. you should have as a uh, as a home DIYer yeah. that's uh, detailing. Yeah, lots of, um, you know, this was just tips and secrets from, uh, he's been doing it for 30 plus years. He's the one that you typically see at shows and answering thousands of questions from PCA members at our shows. And he was sharing with us, uh, all the different things that you might want to consider. And again, it wasn't a, a, a sales promotional for Grios. It was just talking about, you know, different things that are out there. I learned two things, which was pretty cool. Um, Water spot remover? Water spot yeah, remover. I've never known about that, so I'm going to certainly try that. I've got some water spots on a few of my cars. And the other tip that he shared with me that's pretty cool is when you are cleaning your windows, what yeah. do you do? You Inside or outside. Basically, you go one's a, a horizontal um wipes and the other one's vertical wipes. And that way you can tell any streaks. You can see them right away. And if you see streaks, if it's you know horizontal and let's say that's how you applied it on the inside, you know that's... You have to address yeah, it. From the side. I, I, cool I can't wait tip. to try that. I never, never <laughs> thought about that. But, yeah. So what do we have coming up, Damon? Well, uh, so these videos will be out by the time you listen or watch this podcast. But uh, we'll do the first one, Robert, is the GT4 RS. Um, and so this was in Palm Springs. We had a anonymous person who let me drive it. Now listen to what it sounds like. So that's a little preview right there. Man. You know, a little downshift every time. It's such You're a loud the car. Shirt as you are in a video. Oh yeah, I am. But fortunately, <laughs> not the shorts. You know, when I was looking at that, I'm like, yeah, it was so hot. But you know, that that's what I had. But uh, <laughs> it was like a hundred and some degrees every day. It felt so, like. exactly. So the the audio that you hear in that is it primarily the exhaust or is it the intake that you're so that's. To? All intake, I believe. Intake, almost really? all intake. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you hear the exhaust, but and that was the so we had a microphone set up, but that was just pure GoPro audio, and it wow. just this time I'm going to ask our editor to um, combine the GoPro audio. Yeah, I think you should put a we should add on a fifth rating, a first date rating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that would not be a first <laughs> date. You, car. Are you going to be talking to your date or? Oh uh, yeah, no, Probably. no. This this is uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the Vysock, um, package for that car just changes the intake from either plastic to carbon, but mm-hmm. it still has that same intake position. Yeah. Everything's yeah. the same. It's just, uh, there's a lot more just black plastic. It doesn't look yeah. quite as nice. Um, so yeah, the, the intake box is carbon plus the, the runners that go out to the rear quarter windows that used to be there. Yeah. Bare carbon hood. The hood is already carbon fiber on the regular one. So it's the, just painted. So the 
previous generation GT4 RS that doesn't have that. Never was an RS. Oh, I'm sorry, GT4. GT4, yep. GT4 that doesn't have an intake in that quarter window. If you didn't have that in this car, do you think the exhaust, like, is the exhaust the same volume? It's just that because you have that intake right there. No, it's the just intake that- right there is totally any Cayman I've driven, and I've driven a lot of Caymans over the years. Uh, one, it's actually the two openings behind the driver and passenger door. One uh-huh. is an air intake, one is an exhaust. I believe the passenger side is, there's a fan that actually blows air out. Mm. Um, not nearly as loud yeah. as having them just suck air right behind your head it is and it's not even like the engine sounds great but it's all the little little things that you hear you know like if you crack the throttle open a little bit you get a big whoosh and like all these noises you know so if you're just same speed same throttle Mm -hmm. um just cruising it's fine but as soon as you just step on the throttle a little bit or get off or or shift did you just, did you try it windows up versus windows down? Like do that? Uh, yeah, actually that uh, video was with the driver window down, um, like maybe five or six inches. Uh-huh. So it does get louder. That's it gets why louder it. when yeah, the windows yeah. down. But you really don't need it uh, okay. open to hear. I mean, you hear you might even hear the engine more clearly with the with the windows closed because yeah. you have you know um, just pure pure noise coming in right behind you. Yeah, even with the windows closed. Did you, you can tell my look of concentration yeah. right there. If you're Did you miss not having to row your gears? Um, after our time at Barber Motorsports Park, and we drove, what was it, the Carrera 991.1 yeah. GTS, I think it was, and we had one with a manual and one with PDK. It yeah. really, that, that's, you're nitpicking if you're... That, that's what I found when I was driving the GT3 RS. Mm-hmm. Like After I, I gave him back the car, I, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, like, you know what, the whole time? I didn't miss not having to shift. Like I was yeah. still, I was so focused and having fun with the car. Yep. You know, again, I love manual transmissions, so don't send me hate mail about manual transmissions. I do love it, but I didn't miss it in the GT3 RS. I just, it was, you just focus on other things and, uh, you know, you just move along. So. Yep. Yep. No, it's a, it's an amazing car. Um, you'll, you'll see more about it in, in the video, uh, which just head to our YouTube channel and it'll, it'll be published. By the time you're listening to this, but, um, you know, that's, that's the best sports car I've driven in the past five years, maybe 10 years. And it might be one of the last great yeah, ones. Yeah. Right? It's going to be hard to beat that. I thought the same thing about the GT3 RS. One of the last great ones as, yeah. as we move into the hybrid and or mm-hmm. full electric world. Yep. Agreed. Um, so another, another video that'll be coming up. Um, we were going to have a liquid, liquid video published this week and watchable by the time you, hear this uh, but we're actually swapping things up it'll be targa florio with uh donald osborne he explores porsche's history at the targa florio he talks to a bunch of um uh, italians you know man on the street interviews with a bunch of italians he, he's talked to uh, motorsport historians that live on the island and um the grandson of Vin- vicenzo um uh florio mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a great video. It's, it's, it's a, it's a mini, it's a documentary. It's almost 30 minutes, I, but it's so good. I thoroughly enjoyed the preview and I know you're making some tweaks to it before it gets, uh, posted, but it's, it's worth the length to sit there yeah. and watching it. And what I loved was getting, uh, getting the emotion from the people that live there and what it meant to them. And so many people that live in that area don't even have a car, but it yeah. was like a family, you know, a family event 
to mm-hmm. to be there and experience it, and they grew up in it, and yeah, it's is you you all will definitely like that video. It's very good. Um, whether you, whether you're into or know much about the Targalforia or not, I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. You want to get into uh, Porsche news? Sure. We're talking about uh, first one. I think you have listed is talking about your favorite topic, Formula E. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> For all your uh, those fans out there. I don't know how many there are, but uh, but but Porsche is dominating. Happy to know uh, that they're um, extending it by uh, another three years. Uh-huh. Porsche's commitment to it. Um, I just wish that Formula E would uh, race on racetracks, not street circuits. Yeah. And well, not only not only that, but have like the ability to host people to go see it and have fun. Whereas, yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's a different very formula. bizarre to me because it's like uh, the race series that doesn't want spectators. Yeah. Yeah, it's very uh, yeah. Very and, and when we were watching strange. it here, uh, Jim said for all this, it was kind of hard to follow because everything looks so similar. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the the racing's great, um, but I don't like the thing where you got to go get more power. Uh, oh, like you yeah. go on a certain path. It, it's almost like um, what's the game? The Mario Kart. Mario Kart. You could yeah. almost call some of the stuff you know gimmicky. I mean, it's not gimmicky because it does change how the racing is. Um, but is it a little bit? I mean, straight. It's not straight racing. Like, yeah, there are little things you have to do. And, right. So uh, it's, it's a little bit weird for an old school racer, or race an, enthusiast. It's, it's an evolution of. Yeah. But racing. the racing's really close. I mean, the yeah. one we watched in the office. I mean, that was that was exciting to watch. Yeah. But um, I mean, somebody who doesn't. I love Formula One, but I'm not paying to watch Formula One. It's so also I hard to YouTube tell highlights. what cars which. But right. they all look the same. Right. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even that's the even the uh, liveries aren't something that you say. Oh yeah, that's the Porsche right there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think you're it's looking a- at the numbers, going, "Is that the Porsche?" Yeah. It, it's like the Cadillac and the Porsche look very similar or something. At they least have, you like, can the tell color wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, we have. Oh, this is a cool. We got a cool picture. Um, you saw this on the news, but I think our editor got a ride in one. Yes, yeah, yes. He, he must be very special. So, getting a ride in a 918 Spider if you need to catch a I'm del- assuming Delta this flight. is after you have checked in your luggage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That car doesn't have a whole lot of luggage. No, space. no. So, pretty cool. That is not what our seats looked like yesterday in uh, no, Southwest. Nope. Different colors, and we definitely didn't get a ride in 918 and we Spider. We could squeeze two people in each of the seats. They would. Squeeze. <laughs> but uh, yeah, portion of Delta. Robert, uh, go back one picture for the rear license plate. So what, I think what, I just what? saw. So I see MDP, and then I see ZONDA. Zonda. So I'm thinking Zonda. Is that a Zonda joke or a Pagani joke? I don't think so. That's it that looks know. random to me. Yeah, it's a. So those of you that are just listening, it's a uh, blue uh, 918 Spider that is uh, parked. Actually, the, that that there is in Europe, whereas the 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 service is in Atlanta, right? Unless they have it in Europe, that's just strange. That uh, yeah, I just noticed that too. Yeah, because you uh, look at the but uh, it was all yeah. in it was all in the um, different news outlets because uh, yeah, somebody must just, have used the wrong photos. Somebody no. <laughs> got a ride in one, and they made a story of it. Uh, that, um, yeah. So they've been giving people rides. And I guess they're um, usually it's like first Mac- class. Ticket. Usually it's like a Macan or Panamera. Or Panamera, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 the Delta. You know, being out of Atlanta, the Delta and Porsche partnership relationship. Um, next up, you have uh, motorsports wise GT4 e performance. So this happened at Watkins Glen uh, a couple weeks ago, where uh, IMSA ran. 
As of course, this is the famous race that Porsche won, and then they got penalized for being uh, having a skid plate out of spec, and so they lost to win. Uh, but uh, Jörg Bergmeister and Klaus Bachbachler mm-hmm. uh, ran uh, laps, and they're running the same laps as uh, Cup cars in yeah. this uh, and this K- electric Cayman. Um, so yeah, it was uh, very impressive. And they did several laps. So it wasn't like one lap, and they had to bring it in and recharge it. They did. Uh, I think they're enough to do a race. Oh yeah, so um, I mean not not a full uh, IMSA race, but certainly a sprint race. I think yeah, one did race. like. A handful, and then Jurg did like seven or eight. Yeah. Oh, they had plenty for that because when they had it at the PEC uh, during the opening of the Classic Center, um, at a th- you know at a thousand horsepower, it's only a couple laps, but mm-hmm. at six hundred and fifty horsepower, thirty minutes, it can do thirty minutes. So, yeah. and it sounds really cool. And I know people are, oh, man, you know what? We got a very disturbing letter from a member that got triggered because we had. You know, posts about, uh, cars uh, being electrified. Like, it was a nasty. So, so mm. if you guys should think twice if you're going to be nasty, because we do read all of the emails. You think it's not coming back to a, to an, uh, unmanned box, uh, mailbox? No, we read them all. There's a and, lot of angry people in this world. But why? 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 If you don't like it, then just I think move they're on. unhappy with their own lives and they're just like, looking yeah, for if, something. If to... you're, if you, if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it, but why send nasty grams? But anyways, long story short is like, it's this, uh, the, you know, people complain that, you know, some, some electric cars don't have the soul or don't have the sounds. I tell you what, if you listen to that car, it's completely different from a combustion engine. Don't get me wrong, but it sounds wicked. It sounds evil. It's like, me, yeah. like, like, and you can yeah, hear, I mean, the straight cut gears. I mean, it's not, it's, not the most pleasant sound. I, I mean, there's not, it's hard to argue against a gas, a gas engine sound. Uh, but as far a, as reliability, it's a different sound. Yep. Right. Well, that doesn't make it better, though. No, but just like just like people complaining about you know turbo fours versus six, it's not necessarily that a turbo four sounds worse than a six or an eight. It's just a different sound. Yeah. And you're just you're you're. It's like vacuum cleaners racing. <laughs> Manny. <laughs> no, it's but it, what's to I me? I think some people hold ideas and it prevents them from appreciating electric cars. Yeah, yeah so. but the sound isn't why what makes them exciting. Yeah. It's the fact that. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting such reliability at it as yeah. motor, uh, versus the, the gas engine. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, well, I've said it before, gas engines just, we're going to look back and say, how in the world do we trust these things to get us yeah. from point A to point B when there's so many moving parts in it? Yeah. Um, I can't wait to the first true electric sports car and yeah. hopefully Porsche is it because I think that's really going to be a game changer for people. Yeah. yeah. Torque and like you said, reliability and, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, as everyone has talked about, is just the infrastructure for charging. If you're able to charge at home, you'll you'll be just fine. But if you're using something where you need to go find a place to be to charge, and that's that's where it's going to be hard for people. But yeah, I'm I'm excited because the performance level, and as you said, the maintenance, the lack lesser maintenance on these cars, that's very attractive. We watched. Uh, I don't know if you were there at one Petit Le Mans, but they had a support race. Of, uh, TDI diesels, mm-hmm. the, uh, Jettas. Oh, yeah. And, um. They were quiet, weren't they? Oh, my God. You, yeah, we, we could have a presentation in the, uh, Porsche Plots tent and everyone could hear. When yeah. we tried to do a presentation during the racing or practice yeah. with the yeah. IMSA cars, it was, it was so loud. You couldn't hear yourself talk. And all you heard was 
the screeching of the tires. And I remember back then, it was over 10 years ago, thinking this is what electric car racing is going to be like. Yeah. You hear the tire, but you don't really hear yeah. anything else. And this, and you couldn't hear the diesel engine. They were so quiet. I would just heard tire screeching. And it was such fun racing to watch because this is, they're all, they're all spec. They're mm-hmm. all the same. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to the driver's skill. And I don't think anyone said it would sound so much better. They were making noise. It was really close racing. Was it, was it the Audi? The Audi diesel? Yeah, the TDI diesel. T- yeah, the LMP1 car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Audi yeah, R10. That, yeah, that was wicked cool to watch, yeah, and it was. was relatively quiet. Yeah, the sound doesn't, uh, like I said, it, it adds, electric, it, it electric adds sound it. isn't... Uh, I'd rather have that than fake sound. Yeah, or here, here, let me just throw this at you. Have no car stuff to have fun with, right? Like... Cars, if you just do mass transportation and, you know, everybody rides trains and everybody rides, you know, automated cars, like that's, I'm more worried about that. That's, that's what I don't want. Yeah, as long as we get to have fun with our cars, regardless of power plant, we're good to go. There's no way that's going to happen in the U.S. Yeah, I know. We can't give it, in, we can't get our train rail system uh, <laughs> fixed, much less, uh, but the, but the rest else. of the world, like when we were in, in London, Mass transit really works well, and I could see oh, yeah. I could see why people don't own cars. I wish we had the train system of Europe. I would yeah. love to get on the train in the morning and just sure, show, yeah, or but, even be able to go yeah. to another state fast and you know not have to go through the airport and everything. Yeah, I think their rail system is yeah. so superior. Yeah, mass, to mass transit and infrastructure only work at their best as every, if everyone's on the same page. And as we know here, no. we're not That's all not on the same happen. page. No, it's so. not going to happen. But what I would love is for you know. For po- folks that don't want to drive, mm-hmm. they have an option and that stay off the roads. And that way the roads are yeah. that for us that yeah. want to enjoy the roads. Agreed. Like that would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. It won't happen. I know Manny's like, you're, you're dreaming. Yeah. You're dreaming. Yeah. All right. And Lois, so we, uh, oh, talking about EVs. And this was one even my mom asked. She was like, should I wait for the Macan EV to come out before I, I buy? And I said, uh, you know, you could, but they're what a year away, two years away. And then this year they're saying they're going to announce it. Yeah, so, announce uh, it, but that means yeah. cars won't roll off. Yeah, and they've already said that they're going to be making a uh, the gas engine along the uh, EV. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of like throttled back their uh, schedule because uh, originally they said when it goes to Macan and Cayenne, it EV, was just going to be just. Yeah. just yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that article said that they were doing both at the same time. I, 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 yeah, I, I, that's like, what I'm saying. They, yeah, yeah. They did. It did. It did. Yeah. From, from the start, though. Oh, oh. See, I'm, I'm pretty sure. No, I, I, they were pretty. Uh, originally, they were. Uh, if you look at Oliver Bloom's first, uh, his first statements were that it was going to be going straight to uh, yeah to EV. But I think they quickly realized, you know, their bread and butter. Uh, you know, if, if people that are buying all of their bread and butter cars aren't really ready to move to EV, then that could be a potential, you know, significant impact on. Cause that's, we had a lot of people calling the office yeah. asking, you know, that should, should they buy a Macan now? Cause this will be the last year. Yeah. And then Porsche kind of reversed and said it was not, yeah. it was going to run alongside the, uh, well, this, this, we, we all, this comes up like, Every other podcast, I feel like. So I need to pull up those articles and have them ready. But either the 718 or the Macan, one of them has always been, it's going to be both at first. Correct. Correct. The one they, they so. did originally announce that 
yeah, like you said, either it was the boxer Cayman or if it was these that they said there was going to be electric only. The Macan, I think, was electric because I remember thinking this is their best selling yeah. car. Yeah. Wow, this is a hell of a, you yeah. know, I'm all in. in yeah, yeah. Poker chips, yeah, yeah. gamble. So is the 718, remind me, is the 718 going to be only electric when they come? No, I think everything now is going to be both. It's going to be both for yeah. the Macan and 718. All right. We should research Maybe this and put and put this yeah. to bed. So we're not spreading misinformation yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing like, is, it's, yeah. it's not just us. It's Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. Uh, they, they make statements and they bit, change yeah. and they yeah. change their position. But it's um, you know, the infrastructure needs so much help in the U.S. And uh, yeah, um, you know, it's great that Electrify America built all these stations, but half of them aren't working. No. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if that is the saving grace for Tesla is the fact they have a phenomenal charging network. Yeah. Now, if you can charge at home, then you're golden. You're golden. With yeah. it. And that's yeah. when I hear people going, you know, I'll buy one when they have 400, 500 mile range. You don't yeah. need that. And I'm thinking for me, yeah. um, I'm happy with 200. I yeah. drive, uh, I think it was 200 miles in a week. Mm-hmm. If I work yeah. three days out of the office, yeah. that covers me without having to charge yeah. again. Yeah. But if you charge home charge, just go home and plug and it if in. If you need to do again. a thousand mile trip, Guess what? There's other vehicles or rent one, right? Yeah. I mean, and how often do you do that, that thousand mile trip? Like nope. maybe once a year. What a missed opportunity for Electrify America that they've built so many of these stations and I hear the same thing. They, they don't just work. don't work right. They don't work. And it's, They're broken. it's like, oh. why after being forced to do that to pay up, why didn't VW just do it right? But uh, they could be a, a revenue generator. I mean, that's what for Tesla, that's what yeah, they're going to be. But but after the Dieselgate thing, you would have thought they would just be like, you know what? Let's just do this right. I don't know, and, man. There's there's a lot yeah. of moving parts to all that true to happen. True. And, you know, you're talking about yeah, a lot of details. <laughs> I, I say that it's here, crazy, my my yeah. my armchair, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Exactly. But, man. Exactly. Well, let's get into some events. We still have um, a few registration spots for Works Reunion Monterey. Um, we have uh, corral spots left over. The judge uh, area is closed. Um, we still have space, and we are looking for volunteers for Rensport Reunion 7. Uh, of course, we've talked a lot about that in the uh, recent um podcast. Uh, updates on the parade laps for those that have corral uh, tickets for Rensport Reunion. Manny, you want to share what's going on with the parade laps? Well, Friday and Saturday are sold out, okay. but uh, Thursday and Sunday are not. Mm, so okay. uh, if you uh, want to do parade laps and you're going to be there on the Thursday or Sunday and you have Corral Pass okay, and a Porsche, you can't show up with the Corral Pass in your Toyota. They won't let you on the track. Uh, but if you have a Corral Pass, it's amazing that we have a to Porsche, explain. you will be able and you buy the tickets, uh, you'll be able to Drive on the track. Um, yes, it is early. They go out, I think, at 7.30. Um, the good news is, hopefully, you, you know, you'll get it done and you won't be, de- we won't be delayed midday, which usually happens. You, you don't um, want to be in the line on the way in at 9 a.m. at Rensport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, uh, so anyways, um, it's $65, I think, uh, to, uh, to do the, um, parade lap. And for a lot of people, this is, uh, uh, locals have driven Laguna Seca. It's not a big thing. It's probably like us driving some point. Uh, but, it's still uh, fun, though, but to being be able in a lineup to, of cars. You know what's cool about it is um, if you've never seen a racetrack with spectators. Mm. Because I remember the first time I drove at the 50-50, which was like the pre-Rensport back in the late 90s, 
that really freaked me out racing and seeing people watching you because yeah. normally only people you're out there with is the corner workers. Right. But that was very distracting seeing all these spectators along the, um, the track. Uh, registration for one of our fun events here at PCA headquarters, uh, September 9th, we have our open house and registration for that on Motorsports Reg opens August 2nd. So make sure uh, we do have limited space and uh, we do give tours that uh, you'll sign up for during uh, during the day. And it's a lot of fun, very casual. We have a barbecue and music and um, it's, uh, it's, it's a Thank fun Thank God time. they uh, paved the circle. I was worried. Yeah, they, they, they tore up the... Uh, the uh, asphalt in front of our office here a couple of weeks ago and i'm like man i wonder how quickly they're gonna finish it up and it's done i was hoping i wouldn't be here but it was we were here for that but uh it wasn't too bad no it wasn't bad at all all right anything else before we sign off i am uh i gotta catch a flight to germany we've got some uh, special projects ahead with uh with porsche and uh Going to be with Aaron Ambrosino, our national president. Going to meet some uh, key folks over there. And uh, maybe on the next podcast, I'll give you a little rundown on what we did. Cool. You're going to be able to talk about what you did? Uh, I'll talk about the things that I can talk about. How's that? <laughs> be the, the food you eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll see a number of things that I'll be able to share. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and own a Porsche, grab that VIN and head to PCA.org and we'll set you up with membership. And if you are looking for a Porsche, um, you can join the test drive program. Again, just go to PCA.org. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, the newsletters, uh, Robert, if you want to throw them up, you can sign up for eBreak News, Performance News, and Mark Fresh News again at PCA.org. Behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Please, we love it when you give us a like, a thumbs up, um, a message, a comment, but more importantly, if you're watching on YouTube, please, uh, hit that subscribe button for us. We're, we're making our way to a hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, podcast at PCA.org. If you want to send us a, a private message, we will certainly read them, as I told you before. If you want to stay in touch with anything else, uh, again, all the newsletters at PCA.org. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.